This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. The Israeli military says it has freed two hostages abducted by Hamas on October 7th. Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner told CNN they were found in southern Gaza. Louis Har and Fernando Marman are in good condition. We have conducted a combined uh, special operations mission in Rafah, in a residential area, in the civilian building they were being held. Uh, on the second story of that building. The rescue came in the midst of heavy airstrikes in Rafah. Officials in Gaza say scores of Palestinians have been killed and wounded in those strikes. Meanwhile, Egypt is rejecting a possible Israeli military operation in the southern Gaza region of of Rafah. The area borders Egypt's Sinai Peninsula, and NPR's Ea Batrawi reports it's where nearly one and a half million displaced Palestinians have fled for safety. Egypt's foreign ministry says an Israeli military operation in Rafah will have, quote, dire consequences and that targeting the area is part of a policy aimed at displacing Palestinians. Egyptians fear any displacement of people from Gaza into Egypt would be permanent. Egyptian intelligence officials tell NPR the government is studying a list of actions if Israeli troops enter Rafah, including suspending Egypt's peace treaty with Israel. Aid groups and countries, including the UAE, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia, have also warned against an Israeli operation in southern Gaza. The White House says President Joe Biden told Israel's prime minister in a call Sunday that a military operation in Rafah shouldn't proceed without a credible and executable plan that ensures the safety of Palestinian civilians there. Ayel Batrawi, NPR News. President Biden welcomes Jordan's King Abdullah to the White House later today. Jordan has participated in efforts to try to bring about a pause in the war between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. Jordan is also a close U.S. ally. Jury deliberations are set to begin today in federal court in San Antonio. The case involves the death of a toddler from Guatemala in a Texas holding facility. Texas Public Radio's Jerry Clayton has more. Attorneys for Yasmin Juarez alleged her daughter Marie died in May 2018 from complications from an illness she contracted at the South Texas Family Residential Center, an immigration and customs enforcement detention facility run by a private contractor. The plaintiff says children were bedded too close together and sick children were not isolated away from others at the center in Dilly, Texas. They claimed the center was overcrowded and the girl checked in with a clean bill of health. Attorneys for Tennessee-based Civic Corp., which operates the detention center, say federal government officials never declared conditions were crowded. They also argued the girl could have contracted viruses while in crowds and buses associated with the pair's long journey from Guatemala to South Texas. I'm Jerry Clayton in San Antonio. This is NPR News. The U.S. Senate met yesterday and took a procedural vote to move forward on a foreign aid package. This would offer $95 billion in help to Ukraine and Israel, among other countries. Republicans torpedoed another measure that would have coupled the foreign aid with U.S. border security measures. That followed pressure from former President Donald Trump. He is also opposing this foreign aid bill. The Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 58 in overtime last night. They beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes was named the game's most valuable player. Greg Eklund has more from Las Vegas. 
The Chiefs trailed 10 to nothing in the first half before Patrick Mahomes started to get back on track. He connected with wide receiver Nicole Hardman on the game-winning play as Mahomes acknowledged that this team had its struggles in the game and during the season. It's not always pretty, but we just continue to fight to the very end. And um, I know you get fatigue of the team sometimes, of one team winning. Um, but we try to enjoy it. It's Kansas City's third Super Bowl championship in the last five years. The Chiefs are also the first to win back-to-back titles since the New England Patriots 19 years ago. For NPR News, I'm Greg Eklund in Las Vegas. The Super Bowl wasn't the only anticipated championship played yesterday. So was soccer's Africa Cup of Nations. Ivory Coast defeated Nigeria 2-1 for the title. Ivory Coast also hosted the wildly popular soccer event. Fans of Ivory Coast had been on edge because the team replaced its head coach after the tournament started. This is NPR. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org.